Welcome to the Therapist on Fire podcast, where I interview leaders in allied healthcare, entrepreneurs, and those on the path to financial independence. In this episode, I interview Dr. Jen Palmer, the founder of Global PT Connect, where she helps connect physical therapists around the world. In this show, she discussed how her role as a military spouse sparked her entrepreneurial journey, how Instagram helped her grow her audience as well as find sources for her business, and how to manage being a full-time therapist while also helping connect therapists around the world. Welcome to the Therapists on Fire podcast. I am here with Dr. Jen Palmer from Global PT Connect. Thank you so much for being here, Jen. Yes, thanks for having me. So your story is so cool, and I think you have this ingenious idea to interview therapists all around the world. How did you come up with it? So I kind of really just fell into it, honestly. So I am a military spouse. So my husband was actually stationed in Japan. And he was gone a lot kind of thing. So I ended up flying back and forth from the States to Japan. And I was like, man, like I'd love to live over there, but what can I do as a therapist? Um, You know, there are some options on base, but, you know, I really kind of wanted to connect with, you know, the locals. And so I actually just reached out to people as crazy as that is. And I had these connections with an OT I worked with, knew a PT that she worked with was from the same area of Japan. And that PT had connections with another PT there. <laughs> Small, crazy, crazy story. Um, but yeah, and so they ended up setting me up with that PT who then took me over there. I got to visit an outpatient kind of clinic over there. More of like a day rehab, I guess we would say here. So that kind of just started it. I was like, this is really cool. I get to like network with these patients. You know, the the Japanese people were super cool, like excited to see me. You know, they're they couldn't speak a ton of English, but they tried. <laughs> you know, if anything, we were all just laughing because we were just trying to communicate and we, we were just doing using a lot of gestures. Yeah, so I was like, this is really cool to see like the different kind of experience they had. Like they had CNAs in their in their PT clinic, which okay. I thought was kind of cool. Like they would come and do their all their vitals, and you know, especially if they had like a really intense stroke patient come in. I don't know, they could have them like almost do like their mouth care, their bathing, all that, and then go to PT right after. So it was a really cool like hybrid experience. I was like, this is you know, different than what we do back home. And I'm sure it's different everywhere else. So um, yeah, from there, I ended up really, again, just reaching out. So Instagram was kind of the first thing that really, I just looked up all these random hashtags and I found another school in Singapore. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to go to Singapore. Like, <laughs> I was like, I have enough money saved up. I can pay my student loan bills for a few months. You know, let me just try to see if we can work this out. So I reached out to a Singapore PT school Again, went there. Uh, they kind of gave me a tour of their PT school and how they do things there. We talked over lunch kind of thing. It was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, so from there, I ended up, I was like, again, like this is really awesome to kind of see these different ways that other PTs work around the world. Like we're so similar, but we're also different. So yeah. I just kind of was like, this would be great for other people to see, like people that don't necessarily get the experience to, you know, have, live in Japan kind of thing. I was kind of, <laughs> I kind of had to. But yeah, so if you don't have that experience, you know, it's, Traveling costs money, of course, but it's so great with the internet nowadays, you know, you can really kind of connect across the world. And we've had a couple of different countries now. So it's really cool uh, just seeing the different things that they do. So that's so neat. What do you think were some of the biggest differences you saw in those other clinics compared to the United States? So again, so I really thought the CNA thing was really interesting. At that Japanese, the day rehab, the PTs would actually go and pick up the patients and the patients would all come in in a group. So they would be there for three hours in the morning. And then another group would be there for three hours in the afternoon. 
but like it was it was really cute actually because while they were there so I think there was like three or four PTs and they would kind of do their manual work they'd each have like 20 minutes with the patient while they were waiting like other patients would either get on the bike they'd do their exercise program they'd be with a, a nurse or maybe a speech therapist yeah and then the other ones would kind of just be like sitting there watching tv or drinking tea and like <laughs> you could tell like there were some troublemaker old ladies like stirring things up but yeah so it was really cool because it was like a social thing for them also so they're you know they're trying to get that back to doing whatever they were doing and but yet they can kind of hang out with each other and they did a group warm-up and yeah so it's really cool another thing I went to another outpatient clinic in Japan also and he actually had so if you know anything about Japan it's very kind of it's kind of crammed all into one space like they they have a lot of people into like these cities you know <laughs> so this guy had a clinic and this is very common over there it was like a one bedroom literally just one bedroom kind of thing there's just a table there's he had some parallel bars there's a mirror and like a little area for someone to walk and that was his clinic and that's common because again there's just so little space there with the population he ended up he would treat people there so that was actually uh, i taught him some english and i ended up being able to visit him and he did a, an English eval on me. So it was really cool using his, you know, the best English he could. So it's cool to experience that also. And, you know, he had a couple different techniques. That was cool. I think around the world, there are a lot of different methods to physical therapy and to yes. therapy, you know, some are more holistic, some yes. have different approaches, like more focus on say Tai Chi and yes. like an active balance. So I think we all have a lot to learn around Absolutely. the world. And that's, that's why I think Global PT is so so amazing because we can learn those different techniques and learn what it's like to actually be a physical therapist around the world in case we actually want to go have an adventure one day. Yes. Yes. So what do you think was your favorite global PT story so far? So I really, honestly, I really enjoyed, of course there were all of them really, but, but yeah, so the first guy that took over and to be honest, I can't remember his name, but um, he's from Kenya. So I really just enjoyed like seeing his day-to-day outside of PT. So, you know, he would go and teach and he would go and treat his patients, but it was really cool to kind of see the different, you know, he like walked to work and he was still really passionate about his own physical fitness as we, most of us are, but you know, he didn't go to a gym. He just had like this big like log with buckets that he lifts every day. It's like, yeah, it's just cool. Cause it's like, you got to find what works. And I feel like that's a huge, you know, you have to be so creative in anything you do, especially like different patients you're treating. Sometimes you have to get really creative, but he was just, you know, that's creative in your own daily life. Again, just kind of seeing the different things, like the different coffee he had and, you know, those little things outside of PT are like, wow, we're all going to treat these patients, but we all come from such a different background and like we're having our same coffee, tea, something in the morning, but it's just a little different. So I think I just really enjoyed seeing that. Uh, That's definitely a different side of the world that I guess I haven't experienced yet. You know, I haven't been able to travel there. So that was really eye-opening for me. Now, I think you bring up a good point too about the different equipment. You know, I think sometimes in the United States, we get so caught up on body weight support treadmills and the Alter-G and these high-end products. And People in the United States are used to high-end products, but really to get results, you don't need that. Body weight, creativity, use what nature has, and I think you can get very similar results. So I think that's amazing, his creativity. And, you know, when you don't have the economic resources, you have to think outside of the box. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And then, again, same with Japan, like both of those places I went, like they had, you know, a cool machine or two, but honestly, it was a lot of just what they had and like what they were creative with everything was just a little different, you know, again, no, no alter G's or, uh, 
fancy equipment, really, I would say. So yeah, it's really cool to see that. Now, I didn't plan this question, but I have a question for you. So our caseloads, the volume of patients we see in the United States is usually pretty high. Did you find in Japan they were doing more one-on-one or were they doing many patients at once? So with the day rehab, they definitely had many patients at once. But again, it was it was planned that way. Like they come in and they know they're going to see a PT for 20 minutes and they're going to do their exercises on their own for this long. And they're going to go on the bike um, or they're going to drink coffee <laughs> for another time. Now with outpatient, of course, like I said, that guy had a very small room. So of course it's only one patient at a time. What I did notice, which kind of blew my mind, but again, if you know anything about Japan, especially Tokyo and all that area, they work a lot there, like a ton. 60 hours a week is completely the normal. And you know they sleep on the train and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so he ended up... I would teach him English at like seven o'clock and I'm like, Oh, like, what are you doing after this? He's like, Oh, I have a patient at nine and 10 o'clock, like at night. And I was like, I was like, that is past my bedtime. <laughs> but yeah. So he would see patients like constantly. He like never had a day off of work, you know, and that's, that's a very common thing there. Another lady I talked to her vet, you know, would do surgeries like throughout the night and then like treat a, you know, an animal patient at midnight. And it's like, because there are just so many people there and the population is so dense. Yeah, so they have a lot more people, but um, I do think they really do try to see one-on-one. I think that's just something they value in their culture, um, just helping more, yeah. Now, how do you get in touch with these people all around the world? Is it Facebook? (laughs) Is it Instagram? Because, I mean, Kenya, I'm not expecting that to be easy to get in touch with someone in Kenya. Share how you connect with all (laughs) these people. Yes, honestly, so it's just been... I don't, just kind of a luck of the draw, I guess. But honestly, it's a lot of just trying to do my best to market. Yeah. So with Instagram is where I've honestly found the most people. It's just kind of like looking up certain hashtags and kind of like creepy, but you know, kind of looking at their page and be like, oh my gosh, like this is the PT in this country. Like, and you know, not everyone always responds, especially, you know, you're getting a weird message from some random like thing on Instagram. You're like, who, who are these people? But yeah, so I honestly just kind of went for it. And I'm like, you know what, if these people get in touch, awesome. Like if they don't respond, then that's okay. But you know, the more that you kind of reach out, the more responses you're going to have. So it's just kind of been able to trust people. And again, that was kind of scary for me going to Singapore. because I was like, I found someone on Instagram who then we got exchanged emails with like the student's professor, who is the one who showed me around. But um, I was like, well, I'm this girl going to another country to meet this person. So it's, and it's a little scary, but again, you know, all of us PTs are all looking out for the same goal. And a lot of us just, a lot of us just want to increase our knowledge and, you know, help our patients more. So it's been cool. Very nice. Very nice. So I'm going to shift focus now a little bit to more of the growing the business aspect. So I am by far not an Instagram expert and I don't know if our (laughs) followers are, why don't you give us like two really cool Instagram tips? Okay. So I'm not really an expert, I would say, but I, you know, once I moved to Japan, I was trying to find things to do. So I kind of, I don't know, I guess I went to Instagram. Yeah. So one of the things that I will do a lot of times is I'll either like look up a hashtag or I'll hashtag myself and kind of click on the hashtag and you can see like the top posts or the most recent ones and just kind of scrolling through. And like, again, if you want to get your name out there, of course, like leaving comments and like, you know, don't spam people, but, but, you know, if something's interesting, you're like, wow, it's a really cool technique. Like, thanks for that. Um, so that's one thing, of course, like just looking up certain hashtags or using certain hashtags that pertain to what you, you know, are posting about, I think. And then, I mean, another one, obviously just connecting with people and, you know, kind of reposting things or 
you know, again, finding those things that it pertains to whatever you're posting about and finding something similar. And you're like, wow, this person's really speaking to what I'm posting, you know, and I really just kind of want to highlight them. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's like, hey, thanks for posting about me and we'll talk about you, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's really, it's just a really cool Instagram family almost. Like, I think I really started using it when I, I do a lot of yoga. So <laughs> I think that's kind of where there's a huge yoga Instagram following. So I kind of got into it that way. And then I was like, hey, I can use this for global PT thing that I want to try. So kind of, you kind of have to fumble with it and then it's, it's not too bad. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I think you hit on a good point there that I think crosses all uh, social media platforms is networking and connecting with others. Yes. I think by doing that and then reposting theirs to sort of to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm following you, I'm sharing you, I'm supporting mm-hmm. you. And then maybe they can follow and share and support you too. And like what you said, right. building a family, building a connection. Absolutely. Friends. And it's sort of like, we all help each other. We all grow together. Yes. And and we all want to serve the ultimate purpose, which is, you know, whether it's spreading the word about global PTs or mm-hmm. just improving the physical therapy practice or, or any other allied health profession, improving that practice, just spreading that word and finding um, content that does that and then just sharing it. I think that's, right. I think yes. that's great tips across all social media platforms. Yes. What have been some of your greatest challenges so far? So I think really, so being, going to Japan in general, obviously leaving family, all that. But of course, being my husband was was nice. But yeah, so being over there and kind of, you know, obviously, I'm not really making money off of Global PT Connect, but I think it's a very important thing, regardless. So just realizing like you're spending so much time doing something, you're just really hoping that other people feel the same way about it as you do. And I think that goes with any business that you probably start, Um, you know, anybody starting their own practice, that kind of thing, you know, you're like, I'm really passionate about this. I hope someone else is too, so that they want to join in or you know, this patient wants to come see me. So it's the same kind of thing, I think, across the board. But, you know, just spending so much time really trying to reach out and connect with people and then just not knowing, like, I guess that fear of, like, not knowing, you know, if anybody is going to be interested. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, I think that fear everyone has. I know I remember when I was first going to share a post for a while, it was just on my personal page I was sharing. Mm -hmm. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm going to share this to the doctors of physical therapy. (laughs) And I was so afraid because I was like, oh my God, they're going to hate it. They're going to give me frowny faces and and everything. And I was just so nervous. And then it happened and, and I was just like, oh my God, I got 200 people watching that and (laughs) you build off of that. And I think it's a slow burn, but I think you have to take those little wins in stride and you have to definitely just do it and you have to step outside of that comfort zone. We are all there with you, trust me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know. And of course, (laughs) like sometimes you're going to have the brownie phases, but that's okay. We're all different. That's Another part of Global PT Connects, like we're all exactly. different, we all have different things. So good, yeah. good point, good point. I think that's definitely right. Is to take that criticism with stride too, definitely. because we're all going to have different opinions. And absolutely, and, um, <laughs> you know, there's always going to be that one outlier. So yes, trying to move past that that outlier <laughs> yes, and course. move forward. So, so we went through your greatest challenges. How about one of your greatest moments? One of your greatest wins uh, through Global PT Connect. Well, I think really just in general, like getting to email and talk to these other PTs, it's really cool because a lot of people are new to Instagram actually. So it's kind of amusing, funny, like I guess to me, cause I don't feel like an Instagram expert, but, <laughs> but you know, they're like, wow, like, thank you so much for like reaching out about this. You know, I'm really, really trying to make connections, all that kind of stuff. So 
just seeing someone on the other side that is trying to do the same thing, like connect with someone like me, like I'm trying to connect with someone like them. And yeah, so I think that's just really, really cool. And again, just really helping to boost their confidence in like, I guess maybe an Instagram or, you know, again, a lot of people are starting their own clinics and, you know, just getting the word out about that. You know, I think that's just really, if people have been really appreciative and I've been really appreciative. So it's just, again, it's cool to see other people. We're all trying to do like better things for this profession. So that's just been cool in general. Definitely. Definitely. Now you are currently a practicing physical therapist, correct? At the same time. Yes. What do you, what are some of your challenges or what are some of your struggles or just describe how you are able to balance both global PT connect and working full-time as a physical therapist? So, you know, sometimes I come home and I'm sitting on the couch next to my husband on the phone and, um, you know, he's like, he'll be watching TV and I feel a little bad, but you know, it's really great to have a good support system. And just like, he obviously respects everything that I'm doing. You know, we have this crazy lifestyle anyways. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. Obviously you come home from a long day at work or, you know, I'm actually in between two jobs. So sometimes I go a little more than the norm. Um, and I just want to come home and sleep to be honest, but you know, it's important that you kind of have to remember like, Hey, just if I do one little thing, that's just going to help, you know, boost it and make it better tomorrow kind of thing so it just kind of that little like I don't know voice in your head that kind of reminds you like hey you can do it kind of thing but yeah just I mean but you also need to let yourself relax and you can take that nap and treat yourself oh I agree (laughs) 100% that's important (laughs) you have to really balance the the work life and I'm right with you there my boyfriend's like okay uh, shut down the computer now it's time for for dinner it's time for dinner Well, what is one big takeaway or something that you really want to share with, with the listeners from Therapists on Fire? So I think really just from, again, from the global PT perspective, really just kind of appreciating everyone's perspective on everything, whether it's a different country, maybe it's a rural practitioner versus a city practitioner. Maybe it's someone that's, I don't know, again, starting a podcast thing, you know, everyone's starting somewhere and everyone has started somewhere. So if you're a big name person, like, you know, just look back and help someone else that's trying to get to where you're getting, because likely they're going in a similar direction, maybe a different path. I just think it's, again, maybe you're not a big name person. Maybe you're just, your neighbor is doing something awesome. I think that's just, it's important to really just help each other out and help with this community, help this profession. Again, we all want the same things. We all just want to kind of better this profession and help our patients. So I think just learning from each other uh, and again, respecting everybody's different opinions and all that can kind of, you can learn so much more. So I think that's, that's really it. <laughs> I think that's great. That's, that's great. A great advice and great takeaway. And then one last question I was thinking about while you were talking, what's a piece of advice to military wives or military therapists? Cause I know that can be a really tough, yes. tough lifestyle. Yes. Yes. So I'm still fairly new to all this craziness too. But I actually had a professor that at my school reach out to me because another student is her husband or her fiance, I guess, will be enrolling in, or not enrolling, enlisting, sorry. See, I'm still still new to the lingo. Yeah, so he'll be enlisting and they might be going abroad as well. It was really hard because I love this profession. I was like, you know, I don't, I'm going to leave for a potentially, I don't know how long period of time. People will leave up to three years to go abroad, maybe even longer, and you go without really practicing as a clinician. Many bases do have therapists on their base. However, some of them are only active duty. So you're kind of 
there, you have this awesome degree and you're like, what can I help with? So for me, I just really, I just, again, I did so much research. I taught English. Like I said, I couldn't be a practicing therapist there. I was only there first, like a short period of time. Well, six months compared to the, the three years. What I ended up doing actually is doing a travel job while my husband was deployed. So I would stay in Japan for a little bit and then I would fly back and then I would stay. So, but then I was done with flying back and forth. So I was like, I'm staying here for the next six months. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's hard, but definitely if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, you know, I've kind of navigated, at least in Japan, you know, there's so many like spouses out there that are definitely trying to help. And, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat. <laughs> we have these degrees and we have this passion for our profession, but also for our husbands or, or, you know, wives or whatever. So it's really, it's hard to balance, but you know, there are people out there that can help. So just use your resources. Oh, that's amazing. Well, well, we thank your husband for his service. That's, that's, we're truly honored to have his, have his service there. Well, thank you so much, Jen, as well for being on this podcast. Thank you. Before we go, share where people can find you, share your Facebook page, website, any other resources and tips you want. Yeah, so we're on Facebook. I think it's just facebook.com slash global PT Connect, but you can look up Global PT Connect and also Instagram. So it's Global PT Connect on there. Um, a website is in the making. It's just slow and steady again, that work life balance. Yeah, so you can find us either of those places or you can also email global PT Connect at yahoo.com if you want to be a featured PT. You can just reach out any of those places. Very nice. Very nice. Well, thank you so much. And I'm going to have you on again to see how Global PT has grown because I know know this is going to skyrocket. I think it's an amazing (laughs) idea and you have a lot in store. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Therapist on Fire podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. You can find the show notes for this episode as well as any others at debtfreept.com slash podcast. And if you have a burning desire to become a global PT, entrepreneur, or other amazing healthcare professional, then remember to subscribe so you can keep listening to more amazing episodes and spark your next career.